You are listening to High Score 5 and 0, where real talk is our vernacular. Oh, I, I got saw, a real quick uh, Mr. Bernardo's Neighborhood. Oh, you got one? Okay, cool. Yeah, we, you want to get to that now? Uh, sure, man. All Hold right. On, when can I get a motherfucking segment? Can I get a segment, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what is the segment? You said you want Darius Diaries? I had that you one. Can, you the one that's been talking about Darius Diaries for years, and you ain't getting no segment, <laughs> I Jerry. I don't, I don't want no that song. segment. Yeah, I wanted a sneaker segment. I've been wanting one for about a year now. I've been talking about it multiple times, and I don't know why. I, still I suggested it to you a long time ago, and then you I, stole I, my I, idea, I just, and then you all of a sudden okay, said you want to do it. On. So You said shit about talking about the upcoming sneaker releases. I just want to talk a... about what's going on in sneaker culture. Your idea was dumb. Mine was better. You stole my idea and then tried to say you made it better. How dare you? Oh, Anyways. sounds like what you did to the podcast. Oh, I did make it better. Thank you. <laughs> Set you up for that, bitch. Uh, I got that one. Hold on, but you also uh, just uh, admitted uh, to stealing uh, my uh, shit. Uh, uh, uh. No, no, you <laughs> say I stole it, but I, but I definitely... Oh, 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 so you think you didn't steal it, but you just made it better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I win. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, YouTube, and at Horcrux Hipster on the Twitter. Also, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And we are here with. Uh, this is AG3. Coming at you faster than uh, fathers taking their sons to strip clubs with weapons. All right, I see some gorditos in here who understand what play. <laughs> it's hard, man. I gotta go to the gym. And I'm not used to going to the gym in 2023. It's too positive. When I was coming up, you get bullied and you had a you had an enemy. You know, you had an enemy to prove wrong. Go work out. Now everybody's TikTok positive. And I don't wanna go to the gym now. And I go to the gym and I'm working out and some buff guy, he looks like a bully, he comes up to me and he's like, hey bros, I'll let you know you're my inspiration. <laughs> What the fuck did you just say to me? You bullying me right now, regular style. You don't do this fucking... Like I'm a sick kid who ran through the touchdown. I'll fight you right now. Like I said, man, that's a perfect soundbite, Jared. He must be listening to the show. And we are here with... I guess is everybody's favorite truck driver, Captain P-Funk. Uh, I just have some advice, you know, coming straight from prison. You know, I, I, I like to run the family from prison. That's what I like doing. All right. Here's your sound bite. <laughs> Which one of you is Pinky? Bitch, you better back up before you get your ass whipped. I'll make you look like a sick it. I don't think we can say that. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which, which, which movie was that? <laughs> Black Bell Jones, 1974. <laughs> it's the good old days, but I don't think we can say that. <laughs> Pedro, you had to like getting the sound of your fucking truck horn. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sometimes when I get angry. <laughs> and we are here with. Oh, this is Brandon, aka Taco Pablo. Happy to be back, man. Uh, things are changing, but it's still the same. Here's your sound bite. 
had Guinness before, but I know when you mix it with the Hennessy, you get Guinnessy. So I'm finna shotgun this bad boy, and hopefully it'll taste pretty good. I know it's dark as hell, because I poured one in the glass and followed the, the instructions on it, like letting it wait and all that. But I figured, why not shotgun it? So I got the Guinness and the Hennessy, and let's shotgun this bitch. Let's see. I actually knew a truck driver that, that took his drinks like that and drove home from uh, his route. <laughs> oh, you just take take three shots to see if you make it home before you crash? Yeah, that's not a legend. And it's more than three. <laughs> exactly. He got, he got caught in the game with it. And we are here with... What's up, y'all? It's Adarius, a.k.a. Smoking Out with T. Morant, because that's how I like to watch my son, just like he does. I'm going to be coming in hot this whole episode, folks. I am very much so hating on 25 to 33% of the people on this podcast. <laughs> and he will not be doing it with good audio. <laughs> hey, hey, just to, let the, just to let the people know before I get slandered by a little midget leprechaun, I just want you all to know that I got the goddamn invite via email while I was walking home. Nobody said, hey, we recorded. Nobody ever said, hey, Darius, we recorded. No, re- record, uh, recurring uh, calendar invite. No. <laughs> I always email it out. It's always in your email. Anyways, here's a sound bite. I ain't got no dick in me for three months. Just don't talk to me if your shit ain't a tree trunk. Um, I like loving lies and mellow. Chill like wheels. Good leave a Mandy. Make me black and yellow. Wrap a pedal. I'm heavy metal. I blow pipe like a dream. You would swear to God I practice jello. Mac and fellows. Ladies, it's pimps too. Can't believe what I see all these fucking simps do. DM and dick pics in my inbox. I ain't scared at all. Trust me. I've been shot. How the fuck is that my soundbite? <laughs> Sound like she got the same ghostwriter as Drake. <laughs> this is this is wild, man. We all feel that cup of start. Cool. Oh, Does she have a car? Does she have a car? She's also uh, famous for her other video where she's cringeworthy. Y'all seen this one? Will not lose ever. Fuck off. Oh, that was Mandy Mayhem? Mandy Mayhem in your iPhone. Ah, I love that shit. Do that shit. I love when you put shit on my face. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that was Mandy Mayhem. I approved this message. (laughs) Now that you know it's Mandy Mayhem, she got a little cred with you. I mean, I can't, I can't see nothing right now, but you know, she was spitting bars. If it was an old black lady, that ain't cool. But it's an old white lady, that's just fire. I like the comment that, that when somebody said, "What do you have to do in a past life to get reincarnated in that skin?" <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in that past life? And my name is Jared, aka DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. And do I have a sound bite? Hey, drink booty sweat, baby. There it is. Oldie but goodie. Hey, drink booty sweat, baby. <laughs> drink booty sweat, baby. Drink booty sweat. All right. In news this week, in news, the results of a six-month study on the four-day work week has come back and said it is great for the employees' minds, bodies, and the company's bottom lines, too. What do you guys think about that? Where did you start this? Where the hell did you get this from? 
<laughs> Where was this study done at? You better show us some shit, or you just might be saying some shit without it. <laughs> it's true. Over twenty nine hundred employees were uh, studied and polled and 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 followed over a six month uh, study in the UK. Yes, they said that it took pressure off employees in that it actually made workers more efficient without them always having to put stuff off. They said workers typically are even better when they have less time to do things. And with the extra day, people put things off even more. So what do you guys think about that? <laughs> I, I got news for uh, the four-day work week. Uh, you're, gonna, you're about to get four days of work week, and it ain't got nothing to do with taking the pressure off. Motherfuckers is running out of money. <laughs> Fuck, you're going to have a job to go to. Because everybody <laughs> sat up here and spent all that PPP, money on them loans you gotta pay that back you out here and you bought cars at the highest price you bought houses at the highest price repos is on on the on the rise right now fellas i think the 60 day has passed the record for delinquencies you got new home builders that built all these homes out here ain't nobody moved into them but here in phoenix alone they said 75 percent of Salary earners, the working population is priced out of the market. No money left. So you'll be working four days, believe me. Enjoy EBT, niggas. Come on. <laughs> I work three to four days right now. I haven't had a full week of work since I don't know when. Hey, man, everybody around the country will be working Bay Area style, man. They work four days at the cafe. They work three and a half days at Walmart or some shit like that. Everybody's going to have two jobs, right? Shout out to all our white collar workers uh, getting their true four day work weekend. Shout out to um, $1,000 uh, car notes. $1,000 yeah. a month car notes. Dude, that 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 part's wild. Yeah, man, Jared, I don't even know why you you're super happy about this four day work week thing. Hey, man, and I'm you, trying like, to get the, it. You are, you are in the profession that's going to be the last ones to get it. I, I, you know what? And that's what gets me that Jared's so into this. I'm like, dude, you he realize we're in a white. We're gonna be at too. school. They're not gonna. Let, the school is gonna be the last thing to go to four day. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't think no, no, dude, they will. They will. gonna have four day. No, People have to work four jobs. They got to work four jobs to yeah. pay their seven thousand no dollars rent. Ain't no way we gonna go to a four day <laughs> school day. You know what? One school district, Oklahoma, went to a four day school day, and it was exactly what Pedro said because they ran out. They ran out of money, and they could. They didn't want to lay off teachers and anything like that, so they went to a four. A lot day, of places have so they been doing that. Paying yeah. that fifth day though. They yeah. don't pay them for yeah. that fifth day. I know, I know that. Well, that's also because you're waiting for the situation to be bad. If you do it selectively where you're choosing to transfer over, not because you're desperate to, because funding is running out or you're cutting funding, those are different scenarios by which you're going about that it. So even even then, here. even then, that's a false no, equivalence. No, no, it, it it's is. not, Jared. It is. It Jared, is. look, you have... You're, what, what are we? Some, <laughs> so hype about this. Thirty so, trillion dollars in debt. Well, that's we not a. That's the, got it, nigga. You driving over tomorrow? <laughs> Pedro realized that if we go to a four day work week, sometimes it's gonna be an eight day work week. Yeah, no. <laughs> See, Pedro, y'all talking about us? No, 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 no. Pedro I, is the one that's not. It ain't doing. out there, man. It ain't out. There. It, it ain't nothing out there, dude. I looked on. Look, if y'all want to learn about the economy, follow me. I looked on the low board. I've never looked on a low board. There's nothing on the weekend on a low board. That's how you get your food. That's how you get your clothes. That's how you get all, all the stuff that you need is on the low board. 
Shit wasn't nothing on the lower board this weekend. Well, for me, our greater economic situation with our nation being in the debt that it is, that's a whole other conversation. I'm talking about what is happening on the ground right now. And for me, for the last several years, I've been like, hey, man, we should have a third weekend day. Every weekend should be a three-day weekend. I'll be down to propose creating an eighth day. And I, all y'all be like, that's crazy. Can't, can't do that. Can't do that. I, 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 I get like that. that. That's game. fine. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's not like the calendar this, this, lands perfectly. Except, no, no, no. I'm saying. Sure, this, this, ain't, this ain't the NFLPA. You can't just add an extra game. So hey, you hey, if, the, if the society wants to recognize, they can recognize it. Anyways, all I'm saying, this is the next best alternative. Well, we only got seven days a week. We're not going to change and make a new day. So we're going to make it a three and four you know what I'm saying? Combination. Let me ask you, Jared. So they need that five that five day work week, and they need that overtime. They don't need the five day work week. You that's, pay that's, for their baby formula. That's what they've conditioned us to do. The goalposts have changed as they've tried to say that they were doing things to improve our lives with technology. Work efficiency should be at an all time high, especially when you consider over the last 30, 40 years the technological advances, the robotic ex- expansion of things and production. So you would think, oh. Well, now people don't have to work as much. They can work less and they can still, you know what I'm saying, be as productive in that having to work less because the technology is making you more efficient. But as pure capitalists, they're going to maximize that to the fullest. And no matter what, even like we shouldn't be on eight, eight hour workdays anymore. We should be past that. But we still do it. It's still like a a standard because we're conditioned for it. But I'm saying if it's something that we can move out of and grow out of, which we should have done probably already, but we can continue to push that. That's tight to me. I think that's dope. They say fewer work days can reduce stress, improve focus. You're happier when you go to work. I'm saying I would love to be happier when I go to work. I'm not saying that I'm not happy when I go to work or that I don't enjoy my work. Okay. I think that if I didn't enjoy my work, I wouldn't be working there because I could go do something to get paid a lot more to bullshit. Right. But what I am saying is that we can live better lifestyles. If we, you know, saying see this potentially happen in our society, this is in the UK. Y'all don't want a third day on the weekend. I just had two comments for Jerry. One, I would be a lot more happier if I got to work a little bit past eleven minutes from when I woke up, nigga. You just roll out of bed and go straight to work. That shit is probably jarring. That's one. Two. How you gonna propose an eight day work week, nigga? What? What? What in the Mayan? Mayan? What in the Mayan calendar is you talking about? Nigga think he cuckoo con all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm not a blue Mexican. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. Oh, no. All uh, I'm saying is that having an eighth day of the week where every weekend is a three-day weekend. You have a three-day weekend, a day to take care of personal business, a day to leisure and have fun, family, and a third day to rest. A couple of things. They already do this for jobs that are actually stressful. Firefighters, police officers, doctors, they have three or four day work weeks. They work 10 hour shifts, three or four days a week. And then they offer their couple of days because they understand this long time ago. Right. So those kind of jobs were like uh, where your frontline or first responders, they already have those sort of work schedules. But if you work at an office building, like I don't know how you're computing, <laughs> compare those things. Like I don't care if you're happy unless you're in customer service. Like, I don't care. Like, I just need you to want to help me get my refund process. That's what I need you to do. If you have a bad day, oh, now I got time for, oh, I'm sorry, we're disconnected. I got time for that. So I would like those people to have four-day work weeks, but I don't know how far this goes as far as like needing people to be happy with the five-day work week. Because ultimately, like I always say, man, you signed up for the job. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you're going to work it or you're not. 
Yeah, but I think every, every for most forms of labor should have some kind of representation and some input on their work environment and their work setting and their work hours. So, like, if that changes Come for on, people, and that's because pe- the shit won't get done, man. Man, that, stuff's just, not going to get done, and you won't get done. Everybody be working on it. No, no, and I didn't say no. See, see, this is the game. problem. Everybody's that y'all take it. Job. Y'all take it on this TikTok. You want to talk about having just this polarized ass lens? What I said was something that was very, very neutral. You guys took it as yeah. see, nigga. Now you want to have to. You want the workers to be dictating when this does and get that. No, no. You just I said they should have no. a hand in hand when they. They do should. It. You should all have a. If That's there's untaken, no, 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 no. If you have an unsafe work environment, you should be able to speak up and get that taken care yeah, of. Right. That's what okay. Before. That's what I said. That's what I. That's literally all I said. That's and you guys take it out. Nah, nigga. Nigga. You trying to get no? I said your work environment, your work setting, and your your work time. You should have a say in that. That is that is something that that, that unions uh, fight for. Not everything is unionized, so I understand that. But at the same time, there should be something that protects the workers. Capitalism, our society does not work without the workers. Yes, people that are in charge can flip things and make things move and go and make decisions, and they can always replace, especially low-wage workers or workers who are not informed and don't know what's really going on. Yes, yes, yes. Just get more people in here. They died for because of that. They got debilitated because of that. You know, so they're stressed out and burned out, and they quit because of that. We'll get more people in here because there's enough desperate people out there anyways. So, yeah, there's bigger issues in our society. All I'm saying is that if you, as a, as a, as a common practice, have more time to rest and take care of yourself, what this study is saying is that the employees, the workers become better employees and workers. So, yes, like, let's not keep grinding. Like, why are we OK with grinding people into the ground? Because that's just the way things have been done. Why are we OK with people being like desperate for work? Because that's what it's been done. If it's, if it's incentivized, I'm all for it. They said in some of these studies, some places they took the, the fifth day. They weren't paid for the fifth day and people still were happy with their work-life balance. Some of them still paid them for the full five days. Some didn't, but it was like 90%, it's, it's, over 90% were like, this was a positive impact in my no, work if, and life if, experience. If you want if you want to work like me, I'm a, I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. I'm a lazy nigga. <laughs> hey, I like to go to work. That's why I, I keep away from my kids, my mom, my wife. <laughs> Pedro say work like daycare for himself. Like, hey man, exactly. I'm going to daycare. I gotta go with Kelly. Okay. <laughs> There's no bigger therapy than driving down the highway and nobody can get a hold of you. I love that shit. I almost missed where I used to drive through the Indian reservation and it wasn't a cell phone signal. I mean, I feel like the way you're talking about it, Jared, is a little too far because time is a currency in and of itself for you to do business with other people. The way it sounds like you would be a big ass fucking shit show. Like, Hey man, I work from 9 PM to 4 AM. Cause that's when I like to work. Well, who's going to answer this email? Okay. But I knew. So I feel like, yeah, I I'm not if, saying if, that. I, obviously if you're joining a company, you're not gonna be like, well, I only feel like working these hours. Like I'm, you guys are taking a, a far extreme of some fool being like, yeah, you know, I work best these hours a day and I don't really want to come in during normal work hours. Cause it just don't work for me. Yes. Certain good employees can get those exemptions or special treatment, but most people know you're part of a team. You're part of an organization. Our normal work hours are this, and this is what it is. This is what we have to present to you. We're only going to four days a week now, though, okay? And we might have two different shifts. Some come in four days on these. There might be some overlap on certain days, but that's just how the team works. That is like something that actually, like, you could tangibly and feasibly implement, not being like, hey, this nigga over here want this. That bitch over there want that. And we all don't like each other. We don't talk. We all want to do our own thing, and we want to work here together. Like, no. Like, why y'all putting it, like, in those terms? 
You this wanted, so you wanted to be a, a, a like a government, uh, like a government mandatory for the office worker, the teacher, the police officer to be like four days. Is that what you said? This saying? motherfucker just went three days off. Let's just kick all this bullshit. <laughs> he just wants three, three days off. No, no, I just, Jerry, want three Jerry, day Jerry, I just, I love adult. the three day weekend. Uh, yeah, he want to be nigga Peter Pan wearing some fucking slippers. In other news, a Southern California man set the Guinness World Record for visiting Disneyland 2,995 straight days. What do you guys think about that? I, I, he wouldn't have been able to do that if motherfuckers on a four-day work week, according to Jared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what the hell? Man, who recorded this from 2006? God damn. It's a fly elevator music right there. That's a white woman scatting. I love it. It sounds like you were calling a a porn call center. What the fuck? (laughs) Hello, (laughs) this is Inga. Uh, Pedro, Pedro. uh, where did you get that ringtone from? Well, Samsung, Samsung ringtone. That was was like gendered corporate neutrality in that ringtone. I could hear it. (laughs) No, Sam, my ringtone is a transvestite. (laughs) No, I didn't say that. No, man, it seems like you need to upgrade to that Soldier Boy ringtone. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, something at least something that said nigga, nigga, nigga in it. Trying to be equal. I'm not saying nothing like that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying your pronouns are he. Him and gender neutral. <laughs> I'm trying to be. I'm trying to trying to understand the world right now. Uh, well, I want to talk about. Oh, you got that ringtone by texting ringtone to eight eight two three one, nigga. Uh, anyway. so, so ringtones that come with the Obama phones, right? <laughs> oh, <wild. laughs> come on. Well, uh, Jeff Reitz is the man who set the record, and he started visiting the theme park back in 2012 when he was uh, in between jobs. And while he was searching for a new job, he had the annual pass and started visiting it on a daily basis. You know why he was in between jobs, Derek? Because he asked his boss, could he only work four days a week? (laughs) (laughs) He continued to visit on the annual pass, and after that was able to visit for basically, it sounded like... Eight straight years <laughs> every day. He said he went on a walk in the morning, in the evening, or on his lunch break just to keep the streak going. My question is, would you visit Disneyland for eight and a half years straight every day? Personally, or is there a place that you would be willing or wanting to visit for 2,995 straight days? All right, I'm going to answer your question, Jerry. But the real question is, does this man have kids? And what is on his computer? Like, that's that's what, what, what kind of pedophile man is this? Because it ain't like Disneyland got cheap food. Knott's Berry Farm, if you had a guest pass of that, that made sense. Knott's Berry Farm has jam and ash, and it used to be cheap. Remember, Pedro? Knott's Berry Farm used to have cheap I, food. I only went once with, and that was with uh, a church. Like a date. Oh, I thought he was gonna say the yeah. church. Usually, usually, all, all I only went once before, and that was with usually ends with the yeah, church from Pedro. Uh, no, Magic Mountain had cheap food. There was a, a newspaper article about a guy who, to save money, went to Magic Mountain every oh, day yeah. to eat lunch because they had cheap food, right? But Disneyland, that shit ain't cheap, man. 
if if you got a season pass, man, they give you like perks. Disneyland food wasn't that expensive. I mean, that shit was cheaper than the bay, for sure. <laughs> Last time I went to Disneyland, it cost me two hundred bucks to get in. Uh, he said that he would make himself lunch, and every once in a while he splurge and spend money in the park and buy food for himself when he visited. But he he mainly did it because he would get the annual pass. Um, it was first gifted to him, and that's when he started his streak in two thousand twelve. And then I think he continued to get the annual pass. His streak ended when COVID closed everything down. And uh, newspaper now? Uh, because I think Guinness finally recognized his streak uh, for what it was. And he even got a plaque from Disney, gave him a plaque honoring his, you know, uh, streak of days visiting the park. And you know what they didn't give him? Free tickets to Disneyland. Exactly. <laughs> Look at the price of uh, an annual pass. I'm looking it up right now. Let's see. I didn't know they gave you plaques for being the world's most famous pedo. <laughs> so R. Kelly should have at least two of them in his cell. To be fair to him, Adarius, to be fair to him, I know, well, maybe they are pedophiles, uh, I don't know. But my wife's friend and her family, sisters, they are all like Disney fanatics. Yeah, me and Jared had a co-worker that was a Disney fan. She, she got, they got an annual pass every year, her and her family. And, and they She'll spend her last. Every they will spend their last on that damn Disney trip. It ain't got, annual, you don't have a, a dollar afterwards. What we got, Brandon? What we got? Well, the, the annual pass for Disney World is $1,399, $1,300. That's Disney World. We're talking about Disneyland. Disneyland That's is about $100 a day. No, we're talking about annual pass. Oh, let me look up the annual pass. Y'all motherfuckers suck at this. Looking up the wrong yeah. fucking thing. Brandon over here looking up Disney Paris and shit. Disney Tokyo. I, I know you want to go there. <laughs> her, her job was looking at oh, God. It says the annual pass is $700, but it oh, does that's... include blackout dates. And that's another thing that came up in this in this is that he said that with the blackout dates it'd be really hard even with the annual pass to keep the streak alive cuz there are blackout dates and so you have to buy regular passes. Now you have to get your reservations to get to Disneyland. So it's a, it might not ever be broken again, depending on how things are going. Cause it's hard to get a reservation. And if you get a reservation every day and to have annual pass with blackout dates. So uh, he hit it right at the right time guys. But is there a place that you all would want to go to for 2,995 straight days? <laughs> no, nope. I get tired of it. <laughs> I, don't, I'm, I don't even like going home for that many days. <laughs> so I need to go on a trip, man. <laughs> We almost have 200 days. The only place I go that much is to my toilet. That's the only place I go that much. I think that I have consistently for at least 2,000, more, maybe more, have went to the store for a pack of Swishers. Consistently for more than 3,000 days. I, I, I would have to say, that's me personally, but... I, the niggatry is strong with you. The niggatry is strong. strong, man. Oh, yeah. There is powerful niggatry at work here. It's strong. I don't know I don't know a time that I haven't went to a store to say, can I get Swishers? It hasn't happened since probably 2006. Uh, wow. That is wild. Every, every day is hard, man. I can't think of anything I would do every fucking day. Yeah. In other news, question of the day, actually, question of the day, is R&B actually dead? Here's a clip from a interview I saw, and I wanted to get you guys' take on it. 
Well, his, his hairline's uh, dead. What you know, we kind of forgot about it. So writers stopped writing. And, <laughs> and, uh, and so two things happened, R&B and gospel. Uh, uh, well, gospel kind of enveloped R&B. So you hear a lot of Kirk Franklin a lot. Yeah, we're Kirk Franklin. That was the top super gospel. They were like, nah, R&B is not dead. This fool has a worse alopecia. What is going on? on? That, it looks like he got the biggest black head in the world on his head. Dude. That, he likes that, his that, head not even evenly. Dude, I can't take that's this that shit nigga, serious. That nigga, he be wearing a mud hat. I know that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got on a dirt yarmulke. I want I want to know is something going on medically with him before I go in. I'm going in because. Something could be going on medical. He could be still wearing a damn hat. People excuse him for wearing a hat indoors. <laughs> you know what? There's some people that you get excused. You ever see cancer patient Pedro? No one trips on a cancer patient got a hat right. on anymore. Right. You know, if I showed up with a hat on indoors, yes, you should be looking at the, the, the only medical uh, condition that dude could have that I won't roast him is if he was missing a quarter of his skull and you could see his brain, <laughs> so he was covering it up. Other than that, nigga, you getting these roasts, man. You getting this, you getting all the smoke, nigga. Having that guy. It looked like he tried to color his hairline back in. <laughs> it looked like somebody sharpied it. <laughs> did a bad job. Like they, 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 they wrote too heavy, you know, like kids don't understand if you write too heavy with your sharpie, but it bleed through the paper. That's what they did. It looked like me in you fourth like, grade trying to hook him up. He's like, I took, I opened my pencil box off my desk, and got my sharpie at, and then gave him a, a hairline and then dumped the goddamn pencil shavings on top of his motherfucking like, head. You ever, you ever notice how like kids that can't draw just can't color within the lines, and that's whoever did his hair. <laughs> kids that is that supposed to be is okay on the side by his ear? Is that supposed to be like a fade? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, it's all bad. Ain't no medical condition, Pedro. This is yeah, that nigga, bad, he was dude. wearing a he nigga wearing a fucking charcoal beanie. My man is trying to fade his hair right over there. Pedro, he got charcoal filtered hair. Find out who this is. Doctor Inner Perry. Oh shit! Oh my god! Oh <laughs> so my god! Okay, so the man got a Jerry curl, looking like Force no, MD. So, so it was an accident. This would happen on top of his head. His Jerry curl got his Jerry curl might have caught on fire. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> go down. Let's see. Go down, Jerry. <laughs> can you put in Google? He put before his hair. Perry, man, air? Jared, who do you be calling on line, dude? His Jerry curl could have caught on fire. That's what happened. Y'all giving him so much leeway <laughs> on this haircut, man. I don't know, man, Pedro. I don't know if his haircut on fire could have. So his hair, well, in these pictures, his hair looked like Tito Jackson, really. <laughs> like he looked like he got super thick on the top, super slick on the side. I don't know what was going. On. He has luscious, beautiful hair in all these other photos, but uh, and yeah, he's he's a musician apparently. He's not put a haircut on fire. <laughs> what does he produce? He, he produced that haircut, nigga. <laughs> that haircut is singing, dog. I'm so confused. Well, anyways, <laughs> shout out to Dr. Ennen Perriman. Harriman. And this is two for two. You read an article about a pedophile at Disneyland. You saw this motherfucker's haircut and you didn't notice. <laughs> I mean, did you think we were going to listen to what he had to say, Jerry? Honestly. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't make it through what he was saying. And you know how much I love R&B, and I wanted to hear what he had to say, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't concentrate long enough to do it. I was hoping y'all could give me <laughs> like, check off the detailed man. answer about 
and whether RB was dead. I can't give you an answer about it being dead. I know his hair follicles are dead. <laughs> it's like somebody napalmed his head. <laughs> I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Smells like victory. <laughs> Go to the comments, Jerry. Someone had to say something about his hair. Spice Adams just did the ooh emoji. <laughs> Bruh, okay. <laughs> Embracing hair loss. <laughs> <laughs> This is one woman, Sunflower. Sandra said, uh, not the cash from being about R&B because baby, baby, we have other issues to address here. Oh, <laughs> uh, come on, man. <laughs> Look like he started getting his hair cut and then the barbershop went up in flames with him in it. <laughs> Nothing he said was registered by any of us. I'm like, dude, that's why I had to interrupt. I'm like, Derek, come on, dude. You can't be serious. You can't be serious. Am I really supposed to listen to what he said with his hair looking like this? Shit? He said, landed a, a vicious headbutt to a toner cartridge. That's my dad used to use that Kiwi shoe polish. Man. Are you niggas just reading comics? <laughs> Dude, that Kiwi yeah. shoe polish. We should shine our shit. Uh, my dad shined his, his boots that he wore to church, and I shine my church shoes up every time. <laughs> use that Kiwi shoe polish. And in Perryman, shout out sponsorship. I think we can all agree that we're we're still not uh, sure whether R and B is dead though. <laughs> don't even don't. Right now, I'm not even sure Martin Luther King dead after looking at this. He could have been talking about that, and I would have been unsure. <laughs> well, in uh, sports news, we forgot to announce in sports news. We've got to announce Eric Bieniemy is now a head coach. Well, kind of. He's a co-head coach. Yeah, where the hell you get the head coach from? <laughs> what even announces that? He's the co-head coach and the offensive coordinator. Is it a co-head coach or associate yes, coach? Him and Ron Rivera, the co-head coaches <laughs> or something like uh, that. Assistant head coach. Assistant head coach. He's a head coach. He's a head coach. Somehow, if they would have said co-head coach, Ron Rivera would have got double his salary somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, Eric Bieniemy. Now has a job with head coach in the title of his name, y'all. What do you guys think about that? He's assistant head coach. I mean, every team has an assistant head coach, to be honest, though. They just don't talk about it. But go look at coaching staffs. There usually is an assistant or associate head coach. Do you guys think that this was a smart move? It's by a him? lateral move, but he, ha- I mean, he had to make it. He had to make it. It sucks. That's my thing. It sucks that this black dude has to make a fucking lateral move to a shitty ass team with a bad ownership, bad culture. I mean, on the field, the coaches are right. They love the coaching staff. They love the training staff, according to the NFL player survey that Brandon sent out. <laughs> uh, they love the, the training staff, but they don't like the head, the ownership. It's a, it's a shame that he had to do that. But I mean, according to Shady McCoy, Andy Reid still called all the plays and he, he just radioed in the Eric B who radioed in the Patrick Mahomes. But what I heard was in Kansas City, what all the players said, he was the tough one. Though. He was the one that like he didn't take people's shit and held people accountable. And Andy Reid got to kind of just and we got to be laid back, which manage and work with Mahomes. That, that wasn't what he was when he was in Philly. You know, he was the tyrant in Philly. While he was a, still a player coach and they love him, they were all scared of him. 
Yeah. Now in Kansas City, he had Eric the Enemy to be that person. That's interesting to know. He got he got to be John Candy for the whole season. But that's the reason why they think Shady McCoy didn't like him because he was always on him about how he carried the ball and said, "No wonder why he always fumbled." Uh, do you guys think this was a was a was a prudent you know lateral move by Bianami, or do you think this was a genius PR decision by the Commanders? I don't think the Commanders are doing PR right now. He's just trying to get rid of that. He's trying to screw Roger Goodell along with the other owners. He ain't giving a shit about no. It's it's not a PR thing, man. He's giving a big f you to everybody. <laughs> they named the Redskins for forty fucking years. They need a PR team, obviously. <laughs> Terrible. Now, I I will say I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good move. I think he should did the same thing Jason Garrett did, the same thing uh, Kellen Moore did, same thing uh, Dan Quinn did. What you do is you go in there and say, hey. I need a fucking raise, right? Like, obviously, you give me all this credit in the public. I'm going to need a fucking raise to keep doing this job that I'm currently doing. Um, then you could always be the what if, right? You could always be the what if he's, he gets a head coaching job. Because all the only thing he can do now is fucking disappoint. That's the only thing he can fucking do. He goes to Washington. They go they go 2-17 and 17 or whatever the fuck they're going to go. Then it's all on him. Oh, man, I guess Eric Bieniemy is not a good coach anymore, right? So he's not going to get the job then. He can only decrease his value at this at that point. But even if he goes there and balls, guess what? He has to then be a head coach, and then all the pressure's on him because the second he goes, you know, eight and nine, they're going to fire him anyway. So, oh, see, he's just a mediocre coach like everybody else, man. I think he should stay where he was, position himself to get a raise, and just continue to win, like to stay with a good team and a good system until somebody actually did give him a chance to do it. Agreed. I can see that. I think I think it might be a s- smart move by him because. Ron Rivera's are all, already had certain health issues. You know, I'm not wishing anything bad on Ron Rivera, but he's, you know, battled cancer, has had health issues. He's, you know, as a coach, it's a stressful thing. Also, Ron Rivera is, you know, probably an approved year. He's not like a guaranteed guy to be like, hey, you're good through this year. The team has underperformed. They've been close, but they haven't had a good offensive, you know, saying scheme, a good quarterback. They haven't had a quarterback. They got a good defense. So Bianami is like, hey, I can just make your offense marginally better. And there's a chance that you guys might want to move on from Rivera. His contract might be expiring or health issues could step into where he needs to step away or step down. Or, you know, what I'm saying y'all get tired of him and think he's not a good fit. You fire him midseason. Now it's my team. Right. I think there's a little bit of like he sees an opportunity in this. Uh, but I also think that the commanders also are trying to, you know, kind of use this to uh, take attention away from the fact that there's building contention about the other owners ready to make uh, Daniel Snyder potentially sell his team and get him the fuck out ASAP. I think there's a lot of coaches that should just stay as a coordinator. I think there's a lot of coaches that are better coordinators than they will ever be head coaches. And I know that there's the upward mobility thing where it's like, you should always try and get up to the next level, get paid more or take on that more responsibility. But there's also like, a model of work where it's like, hey, you find what you're good at and you do that and you can challenge yourself and take on more responsibilities or try different jobs. But if you find yourself in a situation where you're actually really good at that and you're being really successful with it, it's nothing wrong with necessarily staying there. Now, you can negotiate whether you think you deserve to get paid more for your time of service and the quality of work you're doing. But at the same time, like there's a lot of coaches that end up just destabilizing their own personal lives by always trying to get that next advancing like head coach job. They suck as a head coach. They're not going to ever be good at it. And they're just, you know, they bounce around their family and themselves for several more times or a couple more years in a row 
where it just like it's 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 not four day work week, you know. Come on, let's go. Like, how about you cut that out and just be okay where you're at? <laughs> well, no. Well, the big thing is is that like there's a big jump of pay between an assistant coach and a head coach, right? So you can't be like, all right, I'm I'll make two hundred fifty thousand dollars this year, but if I go for this interview and I get this job, I'll make three million. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. If that goes well, I'm make five, six million a year or whatever. So like that, there is a huge gap in that. So there's only so much money you can pay. Only Jerry yeah. Jones is paying assistant coaches that much. Well, I think Dan <laughs> Quinn, Dan Quinn also sees a similar thing. He's like, Hey, Mike McCarthy's on a prove a year. They let go of the offensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy's going to take over play calling and he's going to work with Brian Schottenheimer to do the scheme, but he's going to be actively play calling. The pressure's on him to to win and go beyond the first round here. So like if he doesn't make it, if we're having a bad season and he gets fired, Guess who's going to get promoted to probably be the head coach, interim head coach? Probably Dan Quinn. And he's going to be the front runner to take over the job if that happens. Not saying that he's going to, that he's hoping that happens, but if that happens, like he's in a good position to where he can elevate in a system with a team that has the talent that he knows and he he's working with. Also, he's like one of the highest paid. He's getting basically getting paid like a, like a uh, head coach for the Cowboys because there's no salary cap on coaches. So I think potentially in the future, if you have really good coordinators that are bonded with a strong head coach, if they're a successful team and they're running, you're going to start seeing some coordinators maybe negotiate, you know, higher higher salaries that are more comparable to head coach salaries to keep the continuity of that coaching staff and that that team together. I think that could be a trend maybe moving forward, potentially in you know years to come in the NFL. Anyways, Eric Bieniemy greeted his new team, his players, in a very similar way to Obama. Yes, sir. Fine, I'll get to see you. Yeah, it's good seeing you. Try to get that playbook. And we'll talk. We will yeah. talk. Yeah. What's up, boy? How you doing? How you doing? Good. I'm so happy to see you out here. <laughs> Funny, but his 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 press conference was really good. I like what he said. Could he speak good? Because they kept saying he couldn't talk good. No, his press conference was really good. That was that was one of the best ones. I did he have a stutter, or did he talk like Michael oh. Clark Duncan in Green Mile or something? Nope. Oh, because I kept thinking that's why he didn't have a head coach job because he couldn't speak good or he was too tough on the on the players or he couldn't scheme good. <laughs> he didn't have a head coaching job because white men love hiring strong white men. Me too. And I don't understand this Rooney rule. It's just, uh, you know, it's just for show, you know, make niggas feel good. Y'all, y'all niggas need that hug. So. <laughs> Make room for it. <laughs> oh, come on in, Damn, come man. on in this office and give me a hug, <laughs> nigga. You fired. I feel like I'm watching the State of the Black Union right now with Pedro getting on the mic. <laughs> John Morant was suspended two games by the Memphis Grizzlies after he flashed a gun while out. At a nightclub uh, this past week, um, he had a gun on his IG Live. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Well, can I just start? Because I know Aaron's going to say a lot about this right now. Um, <laughs> so let me just start by saying this real quickly. I don't really want to go into the rant about John Morant. I think Aaron will do that. I think Aaron will also talk about his father. I think Aaron will talk about a lot of things pertaining to how niggerish he is. I actually just want to have a quick counter-argument. There's been a lot of athletes, including Carl Malone. Adaris, are you arguing with yourself, technically? 
No, 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 no. I, I just want to. You said wanna... you want to have a counter argument to an argument that has not happened. <laughs> no, 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 no. Man, he's, I know, no he's, I, he's still his B rabbit right now, man. He's like, I yeah, know yeah, I'm yeah, white. Exactly. I am white. I'm, yes, exactly. I'm doing the B rabbit. I am countering what Aaron is about to say before he even says it. Okay. Uh, you like Miss Cleo. Real... You'll see in the future. Yeah, call me now. So I just want to give you a free reading. Okay. Um, the uh, Carl Malone was a hunter. Devin Booker, Kendall Jenner was at Devin Booker's house in the mountains. When they did their little show in the house, they showed that he had a rack of rifles and guns. I, I will say this. In the club is a little spicy. That's a lot of spicy. If you at the house, that's your of, house. It's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little spicy. <laughs> Nigga, you yeah, in a public a place club. with other people's. <laughs> and being on the wall is different from being in your hand. <laughs> I, but, but I will say, there are other niggas who are popping guns. Uh, Gilbert Arenas. There are other niggas who are popping guns. All right? Uh, the other nigga... Gilbert Arenas almost lost his NBA career. All right, but hold on. You know what? You know what it does? He's going to bring a gun. Hey, you know what it does? We had a gun. If, if Gilbert Arenas' daddy want to come on a high score of 5 on that, we'll give him a hand job, too. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll make yeah, sure father get hand jobs. Sounds like oh, a lot of handies for this hot take. But I just want to say, niggas have guns. John Moran ain't the only one. No, John Moran is the only one that's putting it on IG. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. The, the only one that club. makes millions that's putting it on IG. See, Brandon, you missed it. I don't know if you listened to that show, the, the team of rant, Shannon Sharp. And before I could get into it, Adari said, let me just say this before Eric go to rant. And I said I wasn't going to rant. And then Adari said what he said, and then I ranted. Right? Because he wanted to give T. Morant credit for being on this. This is what this see. So this is what good fathering is. This is what I'm just trying to figure out. This is this is what I'm giving my Father's Day hand jobs for for guys who raise their sons in real stable households, but then take them to strip clubs and let them. Is that him in the background right there? No, that's not his daddy. That's not his dad. Wait, is that a woman with no? Shirt on in the they background? are in a gentleman's club, Aaron. Online, but you can't put that on IG Live, though. Well, they you're not supposed to put Paul guns Pierce either. <laughs> Paul Pierce, they were all no, and, no. His dad is there. His dad was there. That's what I said. His dad was there. A dice went to give give him all this Father's Day shout out and Father's Day love, and he there with his son while he's carrying a gun. He raised his son. His son went to Catholic school. Let's start with that. He went to well, that, Catholic you know what? school. I, we go there, up in Aaron, I got to blame the Catholic school for doing this. This boy was so repressed. He's like, I got to get in all them years of mild ignorance shit and this festered right. into it's just Ooh. brutal. Now, the problem, this is the problem. <laughs> your dad also mad ignorant. Don't worry, Adaris. I got the lotion here. I got some coconut oil, cocoa butter. I got Ben Gay yeah. if he likes it like that. Yeah. You guys, I'm ready to pass out candles. my Father's Day hand jobs to these great yeah. fathers because they they sons made it to the NBA, but they great fathers because they son made it to the NBA. So my hand jobs are ready. T. Morant, great job, great job. Not only not only you name your kids some fucked up ass name that don't make phonetic sense, you also didn't teach this motherfucker how to keep millions. You don't need a gun when you play NBA basketball. There's a reason why NBA players come off as soft because they got money. They don't need guns. You got security. Tons of NBA players go to strip clubs. None of them. This first, he Puxico blurs himself without even letting the gun go off and hit his own self in the leg. What's worse? 
But don't worry, <sighs> I got my hands ready. Don't worry, Darius. I also so last night I put Vaseline all over my hands and then I put them in a pair <laughs> of uh pla- of some plastic gloves so that way they could really be moist and soft when I get my father's day <laughs> hand jobs. Aaron's like I put them in and I wrapped them in silk afterwards and then put them in mm-hmm. uh, put them into wool. I had some wrap them in silk and, and I touched nothing for for forty eight hours. <laughs> didn't even didn't even touch my dick to piss. He's like, Aaron's like, yeah, I brought <laughs> I brought some uh, some bone marrow uh, broth to uh, simmer and then resting my hands for 20 minutes. It is <laughs> resting my hands for 20 minutes. I just want to say one thing, Aaron. If you're willing to do all that to get your hands nice and ready for this Father Day hand job, just know <laughs> I'm a great father, nigga. So if you giving out free hand jobs, nigga. Nah, you, you, you wanted the staff members. I'm a good, good staff members. I can't nigga. give you a father's nah, day. Nigga. I'm not. What did I miss the last couple of weeks on this show? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Raven and I have been putting in work. All right, we're doing jobs out here. Pedro, you don't get a hair job. Be quiet, Pedro. No, 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 no. Remember, you your parents can't have to get the NBA. Darius, take you down. You taking this down a lane that we shouldn't be down. Remember, Darius, your kid had to be in the NBA to get the father's day hand job because you were giving props to him. <laughs> hey, man, I've seen, hey, man, I, man, I've seen Ben's uh, Instagram lives, man. He balling out here, man. Yeah, man, my son, is, he, he's on his way, man. Let me know. Yeah, make the NBA, then you can get in line for your NBA father's day hand job because you were giving him props just for his son being born a certain height and making the NBA. Well, do you guys think this is going to negatively impact the Memphis Grizzlies uh, run at uh, a title or a, pl- a deep playoff run? Or is this just a little hiccup in the road? Man, these fake ass NBA tough guys, the Memphis Grizzlies, they the worst kind of fake, man. They like paper champs of fakeness being so-called hardcore. You know who was a hardcore NBA player? Chris Mill. Chris Mills, a hardcore NBA player. Because remember when he got in that fight with Portland when he was with the Warriors? He pulled up in front of the Portland bus when it was driving to the airport and hopped out the car with a trench coat on. C. Mills handled his own business. Uh, uh, real tough guys. Not like that, that also sounds guys. ridiculous, by the way. I'm just going to say. <laughs> I like these paper tough guys here. Here's these paper. The Memphis Grizzlies, a bunch of paper. Dylan Brooks just said the other day, how much Draymond Green is overrated and he hate him, all kind of shit. Just, I mean, you know what? You know what team that Drake should like? That team. Because it's, it's full of gazy so. men. Drake <laughs> should be a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Him and Dylan Brooks should hand out, stand hand in hand. There is a lot of niggas getting robbed, bro. After after that one dude, what's his name? Big rapper down there, uh, Young Dolph. Oh, young, Do- young, young, young Dolph. Yeah, after Young oh, you Dolph. Got the guy who got killed getting a sugar cookie? Come on, yeah, the one that has probably had sugar cookie dust on his lips. <laughs> Come on, the hell. Oh, man. God bless the dead, man. God bless the dead. RIP, man. His name is Aaron Grayson. This is Brandon just chiming in. I am responsible for what I say on this show. He got killed by the sugar cookie. I mean, what the fuck? I'm not lying. Hey, man. Look up where he was when he got shot. By his own jealous folks. That's why he I probably was in next. my Duke's bakery. He might have got shot because he got the last sugar cookie. The last tea cake. <laughs> Who shot him, Pedro? It's some of his own folks. It's people from his own neighborhood. Shot him. I don't think it's a problem. Yeah, so. I don't think it's a problem that you're talking about where he got shot. I think it's a problem that you said he, he died with powdered sugar on his lips. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we die how we die, man. We die how we die. <laughs> 
I'm gonna die one day. I might be. Hey, you know what? They might come in here. I might go into a diabetic coma, and they might find me on the couch with my pants pulled down to my ankles. And you know what? Guess what? You guys have every right to say that nasty bastard had his pants pulled down ankles. When me and Khalid had porn in the background, this is playing on loop. They're like this. This hypocrite was listening to Drake and playing me and Khalid for porn. Now everyone gonna know you lying if you say some shit like that, but that, but I don't mind you saying it. <laughs> Put a little extra on it. Put a little extra shit. on it. <laughs> like young dog had sugar, sugar, you had sugar cookie on his lips. God damn. <laughs> Memphis is a little dicey. That's all I was gonna say. I'm not defending nobody from having guns, but we don't really know. We not from that culture. That motherfucker John Moran ain't living in that area where he gotta carry a strap. Hey, it's kind of wild, man. Niggas getting popular. Yeah, well, the world's wild, kind of wild, wild, man. Nah, Memphis is wild. Yeah, it is wild, but at the same time, he needs he needs somebody to be like, hey, man, this is a certain etiquette. Your social media is a platform. You saw what happened to Kyrie. You probably not going to have nearly the same impact that Kyrie got, even though what you're doing is probably just as ignorant, if not more. So keep shit about guns, about uh, drugs. And and even like anything that could be associated with like prostitution or human trafficking and sugar cookies and sugar cookies. Keep that off your thing. (laughs) Sugar cookies. And remember, the more you show, the more people are going to know what to prepare for. So like if you showing that flashing that you got guns, the fools, if they actually do want to come rob you or want to come fuck with you, like if they don't think you're carrying guns, they might just be like, hey, give us your stuff. And they might have a gun. They know you got a gun. They might be ready to fire when they ride up on you. It's a yeah, difference. Usually when they rob NBA players, they don't they don't get all hostile because they know, hey man, they don't want to smoke. But no, nah, this fool carrying a strap and his dad probably carrying a strap or acting the big fake usher looking nigga probably got a strap too. I don't understand why they they don't have them somebody holding something next to them. That's all they have. hire a fucking security guard. Shaq had a security guard that went with them everywhere. That dude that looked like Shaq. the big ass Nate dog. Yeah, that's and that's Shaq. So imagine. But he's gonna about to. He's gonna have more money than Shaq. than Shaq's was in the NBA. Yeah, yeah he got two hundred million dollars coming down for over that's four stupid. years. They're just super super ignorant. That's that great parenting. I'm gonna give them a little break. I mean, I, no, I was gonna say about this whole good parenting thing, man. They're going in by the uh, 1970s uh, rules of good parenting, and they only ask, "Is your father there?" Like, hell, does he get dad at home? Oh yeah, he's good, dad. Like they would ask, hey. "What kind of trauma this dad is putting this boy through?" They don't ask, "Hey, man, does your, your dad nope. hit your mom?" They ask to yell at you. <laughs> what, do you what, what does your dad do while he's there? Not not if he's just there. So I mean, with that. Right. You know, between 1970 parent and parenting now, T. Morant wants to be John Morant's best friend. He wants to show up and be a side nigga. Hey, man. Instead of being hey, his daddy. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, ask Aaron Rodgers' parents how, how they feel. They would love to be Aaron Rodgers' best friend. <laughs> and get taken care of. There's a lot of people who, 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 who you, disown You want to be parents. Aaron Rodgers' best friend? One thing I realized that I can't control everything my kids are going to do as much as I want to. If you in the strip club with the nigga, Brandon? Being in the strip club, not an inherently bad thing. My uh, dad would never that, get caught in a strip club with me. But here's the thing. That's, those are two different households, and they're two different ages, right? Like, you realize the people who, who have kids now in their 20s who are 40, 50 years old, they were listening to Tupac and Biggie when they were 20. All right, They were listening to me. There's a different standard of parenting, like different, different way to see the world. And I'm going to give 
John Morant some slack just because I realized I'm becoming an old motherfucker. Is that you know he thinks about he thinks about the internet and his phone differently than I do. Like I'm sh- I'm showing this to the world. He's just thinking I'm just showing this like I show everything else. That's that's what that just that. that's that's a new form of ignorance, then, Brandon. I don't need flack. He needs somebody holding the gun for him. I'm somewhat. I'm I'm, I'm gonna give John Morant a little bit of slack because when I was in Memphis looking at women, they. <laughs> All had their husbands <laughs> next to them, and they was looking back at me. No lie. I am not lying. No wonder why we in the shade. Pedro, how many fights you almost get into in Memphis, dude? Dude, I went to the truck stop with my uniform on. These these couples was having a meeting with a real estate agent somewhere or something. Both of them dudes' wives looked at me dead in my eye. I was like, I, like they was like, nigga. Nigga, when we done with this, can you uh come over here and holler at me? I'm like, why, why are you staring at me? Is that your husband? <laughs> I, I tripped out. You uh you you a Memphis ten, but an LA six man. That's what it is. <laughs> that's 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 exactly what it was. No, I'm an LA, I'm an LA four and a Memphis ten. I heard you a San Bernardino eight and a half. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I didn't understand that. I'm like, dude, why are you staring? I mean, they was eye-fucking me. Somebody also needs to teach John Moret how to hold the gun, because the way he was yeah. holding it was well, that, that show you how much he a studio gangster. What I was thinking when I saw that, I was like, I hope that maybe that's a security guard's gun. And he's like, let me see your gun real quick. And the guy's like, I'm not supposed to let you touch my gun. Here and we go. Here got, we he's go like, I got his gun. You guys I'm soft saying, ass motherfuckers on That's the what I thought maybe making yeah, excuse so. for, Hey, you guys also want to, when you guys done with this segment, make an excuse for those motherfuckers trying to steal my calorie converter. That's all y'all motherfuckers do out here. Man, they was just trying to help clean somebody else's exhaust. Excuse me. Welcome to the High Score <laughs> Podcast. We are sponsored by Gender Neutral Bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Cutty Corner Shoutouts Cutty Corner Shoutouts Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment in the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, or highlight something positive in the world Cutty Corner Shoutouts Cutty Corner I need shout-outs. Matt Gates to run for Oakland out here It's time, it's time. It's time. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Yeah, my Cutty Corner shout out goes out to Jared and a lot of his friends that are his age, millennials, and any of those that believe in the four day work week, how it's going to make our lives so much better and improve the industrial. It's going to bring back the second coming of the industrial revolution, according to Jared. It's because of them in the talk that basketball players already been doing day version of NBA uh, four day work weeks, two day work weeks, even worse. They don't play. Jared, who told me, oh, man, low management, oh, low management, because the high tech of the sneakers now, these players got to low manage because they get hurt. They get fat. Man, that all that bunch of bullshit. I've been watching the NBA for the past weeks. You know, I don't even turn on my NBA package that I got for basically free. I mean, I paid like no money for it. And like I said, I still feel like I get gypped. Half these players don't fucking play. They taking days off because who knows what happened. It rained on them, so they got they got a low manage that day. The Darius is making it hard for me to want to give their daddy hand jobs because these motherfuckers <laughs> are jealous for it. 
Yeah, I know I mean, you want to give their personal <laughs> personal chef got COVID, so we got <laughs> exactly, man. And here's the crazy thing about it, man. For all you guys, for this this goes out to also the person, the sports fan that that likes football but complains about NFL football and complains like it's the worst thing to happen to. Like, man, NFL is just going down. I just hate it. I hate it for who it is. At least they make motherfuckers show up for work. Right. They ain't got Brandon. They ain't got, excuse me, Brandon. They ain't got Jared leading it like the NBA, where Adam Silver just allowing players not to come to work and they get paid their full amount of money without having to work. I mean, this is this is what the NBA is. I'm waiting for the next thing I'm gonna see in the injury report's gonna say uh Kawhi Leonard didn't play because the gender neutral neutral bathroom got flooded. That's the only thing missing. New gender neutral bathroom flooded, can't play. Taking a day off, man. You know, I like the NFL because, you know, what? while Lamar Jackson ain't got paid, just like Deion said, he going to be hungry. He going to be hungry. He going to go out there and play. You put him on a you put him on that, you know, uh, that, that that franchise tag. You make people hungry. Keep them hungry. Keep them working hard. I'm working hard because I'm hungry. I'm working hard because I got a car note. It ain't a thousand dollars, but God damn it. It feel like it every time I write that check. And I don't even write the check. I pay it online. But it still feel like I write a check. It take me back to slave days. So my shout out goes out to a lot of people out here. I, I'm just I'm just complaining. I'm like the old man. Get off my lawn. Basketball players ain't playing. Do you know only two players have played all the games so far this year? Only two players. So tell me this. If we need low management so bad, how come two players? They don't. They're not low management. One of them's from the Golden State Warriors, Kevon Looney. You think players didn't have aches and pains when they were playing back in the 80s and 90s? Guess what? In the 80s, they were on commercial airlines. They didn't have the training staff. They didn't have the hot and cold rooms, the hot tub, the cold tub, the saunas, the masseuse, the personal chefs that go on the road with them. They ain't have none of that shit. I don't understand this. You 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 know, every time we call the player soft, I guess I don't want to call him soft again because I'm worried that John Morant's going to show up with the with either RPG or bazooka and the next strip club he go to. But don't worry, because his dad's giving him great fathering while they're there. It's also team Morant's first time having money as well. Hey, money doesn't change you. It just enhances mm-hmm. who you are. Exactly. Wait, 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 wait. What's his dad in the league too? No, his dad was not in the league. That's why his grandfather don't get a hand job, Pedro. No, his dad was in college. No, his dad was in college. He's clearly written in the hand job rules that you supposedly, supposedly, according to Wikipedia and other people's stories that I don't think is true. Supposedly, he was going to play overseas. He don't look like the type Uh, of nigga that knew how to play. You know what? You know what? Also, get me another cutty corner shout out goes out to the Warriors for having a rapist on the team. That dude Lamb. There's uh the university's been held that he went to school at for him raping a swim, a girl that was on a swim team. And you know what? You know, everyone's innocent to proven guilty, but that nigga raped her. <laughs> I know a rapist when I see a rapist, and that dude's a rapist. And the Warriors keep trying to whenever a reporter try to talk about it, they are like, oh, we only want to stick to basketball. No, nah, you got this rapist on the team, talk about it. I was the one that y'all was worried about getting a lawsuit, defamation lawsuit on me. <laughs> <Allegedly>. <laughs> defamation lawsuit. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm scared. Hey, I'm scared. I won't give him, I won't give him a hand job if this kid made the NBA because he'll probably rape me while I'm trying to get him. <laughs> I have to be fast. Gotta hurry and make this nigga nut. Probably can't get hard unless I scream. <laughs> I can't get hard unless I try. I think it's I think, I think you're talking about Andrew Tate right now. No, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> oh no, you know who I'm talking about on the Warriors. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Rapist. Shit. Shit. 
the man's so hairy. I mean, it's easy to prove that he's guilty. I mean, there's no way his hair follicles didn't fall out on the fucking floor. Is there nothing I hate more in this world than a rapist? Or a catalytic converter thing. They all the same thing. A rapist, a catalytic converter, and a nigga that pop fireworks. They all the same in my butt. Pop off their hands, each one of them. Thank you for listening so, to Aaron's old nigga segment. Show me the hand you pop the firework with, and I will chop that off. You ain't got to plead innocent guilty. Just show me the hand. Chop that motherfucker right I'll be a bunch of niggas in Oakland with one hand. Couldn't have a pop locking contest out here. <laughs> I was in charge of police. You would not have a pop locking contest in Oakland. So I would chop every one of these niggas' hands off as soon as they commit a crime. Hand gone. When's the last time you went to a pop locking <laughs> You know what? You know what the dark is? We wouldn't be able to hire them to get the Father's Day hand jobs. They only have one hand. The only way you get to keep that hand is if you if you sign up to be one of our nope. hand job, new nope. gender neutral hand job givers. Nope. See that there we go again. See, this is what I was saying. When you guys giving everybody a break or cutting people slack, ain't nothing you're gonna do gonna save your hand. You get caught stealing catalog converter. Show me the hand you held the saw with. <laughs> ain't no ain't no way you can save your hand. You can save it after the shit's off. You can put it in formaldehyde, put it in the freezer, do whatever the fuck you want with it. I tell you one thing you won't be doing with it, you won't be stealing catalytic converters with it. Or giving gender neutral hand jobs. You can give a gender neutral hand job, you just got one hand holding that hand going up the down. Might be better for you. <laughs> Pedro, do you have yeah. a cutting corner shout out? Like to say, hey, Pedro, let's get let's get let's get this back on on track here. <laughs> that was my cutting corner, man. My cutting corner shout out goes to all homosexuals. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Now this is, now, I'm talking about criminals here. He's taking. <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right. At least I talked about right, criminals. Right. I talked about criminals <laughs> and warrior rapists. <laughs> You can't say warrior rapist. That makes it sound like it's something. I, I could be talking about the uh, Native Americans or this something. Is, or what? I like to tell everybody. <laughs> I like to tell everybody on the podcast that my name is Rayon Lee. Uh, just want to let everybody know my name is Rayon Lee. <laughs> oh man. My cutty quarter shout out goes to what's his name? What's his name? Jamal Quickly. What's the dude from New York Knicks? Quickly, Isaiah Quickly, Emmanuel Quickly, Emmanuel Quickly, and John Moran. I'm gonna put them together because they do a lot of the same things. Celebrate before they they either got the lead or right after they make a basket or to make a good defensive play or they steal the ball and the other team still has a chance to tie the game or it's seven minutes left in the quarter. Why are you celebrating? So this nigga was, he was balling. He was balling, but he was dancing nine minutes in the fourth quarter when he hit a three. He hit a three and he started shucking and jiving. I know you don't like it, but you need to stop shucking and jiving. We got a problem. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, dude, you're only up by five. You do know that, right? I was confused. And I'm like, dude, this dude's dancing. Then there was another play. He stole the ball, knocked it off another player's hand, ball to New York Knicks. He started doing another shucking and jiving dance. I thought that nigga was filming a TikTok video. He was dancing so much. Brandon, do you have a Cutty Corner shout out? Oh, yeah, man. Um, 
as you guys know, I have a very uh, toxic relationship with tipping. It is something that follows me around anywhere. Anytime I decide to go eat out and I want coffee shops, uh, grab and go fast, casual restaurants to know that I don't appreciate the, the silent bullying that's happening right now. So I go to go to a cafe. Me and my wife do our, our Thursday day date. We go walk down to the cafe. Boom. Used to be, hey, like, all right, cool. I'm going to have me a coffee. She's going to have her coffee. Oh, let me get one of those pastries. Hey, would you like to leave a tip? Let me swing this iPad around. (laughs) 10%, 15%, 18%, right? No, no, not anymore. (laughs) Not anymore. Oh, they flipped the iPad around this last time. They was like, hey, do you want to tip 18%, 20%, or 25%? 25%. Oh, I get the same fucking smirk. And I was like, well, it looks like I'm going to say no tip for this one. <laughs> and my problem is twofold. Number one, you haven't actually done any service. I just told you what I wanted. You said, okay. I don't even know if I'm going to get what I asked for at this point. <laughs> Anything could happen right now. It could take me the next two hours to get my drink, but oh, you got your tip because you in here supposedly working hard. So I think just the, trans- just the nature of the transaction <laughs> is fucked up, number one. Number two, who thinks they gets 25% tip for coffee? A coffee. <laughs> Something you didn't you didn't roast the beans. There's very little you have to do. <laughs> and I'm just saying they're getting very obnoxious with the suggested tip. I I remind everybody who listens to the show, I tip every time I go out, <laughs> except for this last occasion, because I was offended <laughs> that they would put 25% <laughs> on that motherfucking board. I was like, this is nuts. And then we all supposed to be struggling together with this recession shit or this inflation shit. Oh man, you got it. You got money. You got money to go off for coffee. Obviously you balling, man. Why don't you give me a couple of them dollars? And I have to politely say no. I got a cutty corner shout out that's going to be fresh, hot off the presses. Just happened to me. All right. I was, uh, this week's cutty corner shout out was going to be dedicated to Jarrett and the fantasy league that we're a part of. Um, there's been so much ridiculousness going on, some, some of my own. So I will admit some of it is my fault. Probably a lot of it, more than half of it is my fault. So I will admit that. But this odds that I cannot control is egregious, man. It makes you want to break friendships. makes you want to not talk to niggas anymore. It's, uh, it's been a sad world in our fantasy league. So RIP to our fantasy league, at least for me, I'm out of it. Uh, starting next year and shout out to everybody in the league man good luck hope you'll have a good year uh but my good to shout out goes to the nigga at chevron that i just had to deal with i was just there like i already mentioned before i am a connoisseur for swishers so i just walked down to the chevron gas station to see if i can score a pack of swishers uh, the price for that pack of switches was one fifty, a dollar fifty. Now I gave this guy a five dollar bill, and as soon as he rings the transaction up and the register opens, I said, "Hey, let me give you fifty cent back." He looked at me as if I just proposed rocket science to this nigga. I gave you 50 cents because I wanted four whole dollars back. 
Pretty simple. Pretty, 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 pretty simple. Instead, he tells me, I already rang it up. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I said, hmm. Well, you can give me $4, and I can give you the 50 cents, and I can leave. He says, I don't know if that's how it works. I said, what? He said, the machine. I said, but the math works. <laughs> he says, I don't know about all that. I said, you know what? It's all good. So he gives me the change, and this motherfucker decides to give me a quarter and 25 pennies. I look at him. I say, dog, are you serious? He said, yeah, we don't have any more quarters. But they had dimes and nickels in, <laughs> in the motherfucking register. So I then proceed to say, all right, man, whatever, bro. I laugh. And I said, listen, man, can we make this real quick? Can I just give you my 50 cents? And you can keep all of this change for exchange of a $1 bill. <laughs> he says, you don't have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what is wrong with people. Please, man. This is simple man, baby. I'm so sad for him. He a poor baby out here in these streets having to work at Chevron on the late night shift. And so I know he's probably going through something, but nigga, that is like shit that my son who's six knows how to do. My Cutty Corner shout out is a little heavier. Um, it goes out to the uh, train derailment in, uh, uh, in uh, Ohio. I know I'm a little bit late, but you know, oh, it was the second one today, man. He didn't see the- it was another one. Oh, in the same stretch of town. <laughs> Hold on, let me look this up. I saw uh, my cutting corner shout out generally goes to Norfolk Southern and and the deregulation of the safety mechanism for some of these trains, man. Like, come on, man. Now apparently they were, you know, deregulating to not use an air brake um of some sort, along with other cutback costs, whatever. It's fine. They're cutting back, they're cutting back. But when you're using a brake system that was, you know, used and designed in the 1860s <laughs> instead of updating to newer methods, it just doesn't make sense to me for the sake of saving money, for the sake of being free, for the sake of liberty and death for all. Like, seriously, like think of the other occupations where today they're like, nah, we're just going to use these standards from the 1860s. You know what I'm saying? Like lobotomies, they were a good idea at one point. They were thought to alleviate multiple things. You know what I'm saying? They could cure somebody from being violent or cure somebody from having a soul. Whatever. Whatever you're trying to go for, they could be effective. But science, doctors were like, let's try something different to see that we don't fucking turn people into goddamn uh, vegetables and see if we can help treat people with other methods. Some people might just be untreatable for the methods we have now currently, but at least we're moving in a different direction so that people who might be suffering from some type of mental illness or some type of like physical ailment that is affecting their cognition, that we don't just lobotomize them nowadays, like, right? There's different ways to treat them through medication, through therapies, through other techniques that are actually helpful because we know the body better. Not being like, nah, 
we're going to stick with this because it, it saves money. Things don't work that way. Doctors back in the old days, I heard, used to taste the fecal manner of the sick patient and tell them what they were sick with. What if we still did that? Man, I'm thirsty. Might as well have some of this booty sweat I got back in the name. Hey, man, you, you eat a little too much uh, bread. It's in your diet. I can taste it. You uh, <laughs> you got a gluten allergy. <laughs> like, no, it don't work that way, bro. Like, things got to progress. And for you to cut costs and, 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 and just, like, just a simple progression. Yes, it's going to cost more. But you have contracts that are in perpetuity, bro. You are part of the, 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 the foundation of the American lifestyle. So you're always gonna. There's always gonna be need for railway. There's always gonna be a need for 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 trucking and, and and shipping. There's always gonna be a need for that. Don't you don't need to cut costs. Yes, you're gonna save some money now, but this shit like now. Oh, we are gonna oh, we gonna pledge fifty thousand dollars to the to the people. Oh, now we gonna raise it to a million because that obviously didn't sound like it was enough. Did it? No. Yeah. Sorry about that. No. Yo, you cheap bastards. You ain't shit. You got an infrastructure as a job. Infrastructure needs to be regulated. I don't give a fuck what you say. You are part of the infrastructure. Regulate it so it stays up to date, so it stays uh, safe, so it maintains its ability to function. Don't be doing no stupid bullshit where it's like, nah, man, you know what I'm saying? We used to hear that if uh, if the bitch could float, she was a witch, so we'd burn her anyways. Like, no, that don't work that way. <laughs> Fuck this stupid ass shit to hold on to some old ass technologies, some old ass methodologies, like the five day work week also, to say that, hey, this is the way things are, this is how we're gonna do it. We wanna deregulate so we can make more money. No, no. Profits over people is what our country's been about, and we need to change that. And Southern, Norfolk, Southern, y'all ain't shit. Profits over people. Five day work week, profits over people. You know, I'm done with this shit. But, anyways, Norfolk, Southern, stay on point. Norfolk, Southern, y'all ain't shit. Update your goddamn systems. Re-regulate that shit. And Joe Biden, I still remember you squashing that railway strike, which, you know, might have saved Palestine, Ohio, or Pennsylvania, wherever the fuck, oh, Palestine, Ohio, sorry about that, uh, from having to deal with this. Because maybe they wouldn't have no trains running because they wouldn't have a strike. But no, you want to crush the man again. It was Palestine, Ohio. You're, you're right. Yeah, Palestine, Ohio. So, regardless of which, if this system ain't willing to fix itself, then we might need to just burn it down and go to a four-day work week. That's my cutty corner shout out. Ronaldo's neighborhood you'd like to share oh, with us. Man. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um, just let y'all know, man. The reason I do these is to let you know that craziness is not relegated to just the internet. There are crazy people around you everywhere. <laughs> Somehow I pick up on these stories. So um beginning of the story, like if I, we think there's a mouse living in my car. 
Right. So I go online, I get spooked out. I was like, what mice can live in your car? Like I'm not, like, I'm not, I live in a city. Right. But at the same time it got cold here. And so like, I see like mouse droppings in the car. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I look online and realize like, they don't leave the car. They sort of like live in your engine. They live in the uh, air vents or whatever. So I was like, all right, well, I need to figure out how to fix this situation. <laughs> so I go drive to a parking lot because I was like, if this motherfucker run out of here, I need the, all the space I fucking need. So I go to like the emptiest parking lot <laughs> that I can find. It's like a, like a far side of a, a gas station, right? It has nothing to do with the story, I'm going to tell y'all though. But so I'm just let y'all know that when y'all do speakerphone on your car, people outside your car can fucking hear you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So while you think you having this enclosed conversation, this window is leaking air and I could fucking hear everything you guys talk about the person in the car and what you say. So I'm in here like trying to take all the shit out of my car and like clean it out on the inside. And some ladies like a few like a few car lot spots down from me and she's on speakerphone talking to somebody, somebody named Mary. And she's trying to convince Mary uh, to drive from Charlotte to Durham to come hang out with her for her birthday. This conversation go back and forth. No, you should come, man. You come stay at my house. And then on my birthday night, we're going to go all get a hotel. Like, this is the kind of, like, we were talking about, like, the nine to a hotel room sort of shit situation. But <laughs> he's like, you should come through. Yada, yada, yada. She's like, I really got money like that. I need to go see Warwick. And I was like, okay, it's going to be good. And she's like, why are you fucking with that old nigga anyway? His dick don't get hard. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Wait, were they white or black? <laughs> no, they black. Oh, damn! <laughs> so, damn! So they both so, wait a minute. So they both fuck with Warwick, or how did, how did no? Know? So Mary, oh, Mary apparently, Mary apparently fucks with Warwick because that's her sugar daddy. Like he apparently he's an old dude. Apparently old. I'm sorry, an old nigga who gives her money from time to time. Now they keep talking back and forth or whatever, she, and they go into like why she's still messing with Warwick. <laughs> He's like, "Oh no, man, it's easy dealing with him. You know what, man? We watch TV, we go to the movies, we go to dinner. Sometimes he wants just want me to put my mouth on it for a little bit, and then he just be giving me money. And I'm like, damn." <laughs> damn. <laughs> Sound like that's gonna be my little my next lifestyle. Put your mouth on it. Put your, put mouth, your mouth on, on it. I just want to take you out. I want to take you to dinner, and then now you put your mouth on it for a little bit. Put your, put your, put your mouth <laughs> on it, and then give you this sixty dollars. You know, all I can think of is like some lady, lady named Mary sucking on a flaccid dick for forty dollars. <laughs> it's like what? And did you find the mouse? <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with the mouse? Found <laughs> where they were. I got a bunch of peppermint oil. Uh, I have not seen them in the last few days, so I think they're gone. But it was a great distraction while I was trying to find this mouse in the car <laughs> to listen to this conversation. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Say, man, some uh, people living some wild lives out there, man. You never know what people are going through. Just <laughs> Jared, Be nice this week, man. Jared, this is what happens when you have a four day work week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, and, and that's why you don't need a four day work week either, Jared, because all you're going to do is be on TikTok. <laughs> I, I agree. Mary had to go suckle uh, old Willie's. No, she didn't suck on shit. She's put it in her mouth, Pedro. Put a mouth, just put a <laughs> mouth on it. it. 
She had to put a mouth on it to make that fifth day. She said, for a little while, then I get some money. You know why? Four day work weeks. <laughs> no, worked work for five days. That's why he able to pay for some mouth just to be alone. <laughs> or he or he used to work five <laughs> days. He's retired. He's retired with his social security. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's still, he got he's social security because there. we're working five day work weeks, Jared. So Warwick could afford for her just to put her mouth on it. She ain't even got to do much. Wait, just put your mouth on it, I'll give you some money. That don't sound good. You understand how the cycle of life goes now, Jerry? No, that's not the cycle of life. Security is a cycle I know the cycle of life. life. Pedro's absolutely correct. They grind you till you work past when you're really good doing dick don't work good, and then you're supposed to be like, ah, I'm retired. I can be happy now. My dick don't work. I get to live life my dick don't work. This is what you got. I'm happy with just her putting her mouth on it because it don't work. Exactly. Oh, yeah. right, that's, that's the question. Like, if you're that old and it's not working, you just gonna be paying girls. Come. <laughs> like, oh, just at like, least at least I work my five days, and I could, you know, just you know, I got to the age where I can get my dick uh, put in somebody's hole for a little bit, pay him afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> just like that's better than having a leisure time for myself uh, early on in life. I hate that idea. <laughs> Shout out to work, man. Come on the show. I got yeah, questions. Work, work. We need to talk to you about your social security status. That's what we need to do. <laughs> <laughs>